From the nearest comic book to the farthest cinematic universe, journey into the past, present, and future of your fandom. This is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. Twenty-two pages later, with your hosts, the Cap, MFG, and Ralph the Tech. Please stand by. Stand by. Tis the season to be geeky. So grab some eggnog mistletoe. <laughs> so grab some eggnog mistletoe and your nearest caroler, like that one right there, because here we go. Welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 228. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, also known as the guy who refuses to give his daughter a dog for Christmas. And with me, as always, is the man who was challenged, who, or I'm sorry, who challenged to outgrinch the Grinch because he's better at making kids cry. He is Mike, also known as MFG. I'm a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Ah, yes, love that one. Uh, it just happens. I thought this was 229. 229? Oh my gosh, I think you're right. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. It's that New York schooling again, I'm telling you. Wow, okay. <laughs> we I never covered you. after 228, so I don't know what never comes next. <laughs> <laughs> all right excuse me 229 do I, do I have to do this over i hope we don't got to do this over nah not at all that's good enough I, your embarrassment is good enough for me oh that's why mother jumper <laughs> anyway don't you get some, something to tell us yes i do i have a horribly described movie for you are you ready i'm already 0 for 1 by getting the intro wrong so <laughs> well it's it's tis the season so this one's actually pretty easy i think you say that Alrighty. all the time. <laughs> I do, but that's just to make you feel bad. Right. Um, all right, here we go. Bully kid with birth defect proves people are only nice to you when they need something. And one more time for the mm-hmm. hoes at home. Bullied kid with birth defect proves people are only nice to you when they need something. Yeah, just ruminate on that. And you'll get the answer after the quick news. Okay, you can definitely smell the wood burning. That's me working on it. But our other illustrious host is the man that wouldn't have asked for his mom to get him an official Red Rider Carbon Action 20-shot, 200-shot range model air rifle BB gun. He wouldn't have shot his eye out. It would have been a short movie. He is RT Squared, Ralph the Tech. Yeah, it would have pretty much just been like, uh, just get me a book. That's all I need for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a really boring movie and credits. Followed by the words, Mom, why am I always beaten up by the kids at school? <laughs> I always ask myself that. So the other day while I was driving to work, this guy comes out of nowhere and just starts honking his horn and flipping me off. And I just ignore him. And for some reason, this turns him into some sort of rage machine, crazy driving monster. And he starts chasing me. And I have to tap into the skills that I promised I would never use. Not after that last job in Brazil. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> While this guy was chasing me down the highway, I have to take an off ramp onto an unfinished section of the highway. And at the very end, when I go to try to jump the gap, a thought occurs to me. It's very likely that someone you've met thinks you're the dumbest person they've ever met. <laughs> I actually don't think that's the case with me, but <laughs> I swear, I, I, no, that's I actually like, probably true. That's... I feel like every other person I've met thinks I'm crazy dumb. 
I'm afraid to ask who, you know what? If you felt that way about me, hit me up in the comments or hit me up, uh, uh, hit me up on Instagram under the caps dot 22 pages. Um, and we'll see what happens. Please so, don't rush right. to that. I don't want the internet to go down from all the responses to that one. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but for those who wondered about any of us, we're back. We took a little bit of a break, but now we're back and we're starting off with the last Marvel movie of 2022. But will it fare better or worse than the rest of the Marvel productions from this year? You will find out that and more as we discuss the Marvel Studios production of Wakanda Forever. But first, if Mike had a job at the North Pole, it would probably be stacking up Santa's coal supply for all those naughty people on his list. Thank goodness he saves his nice side for this segment where he breaks down the latest in geek culture or like what we know it as the quick news. And now the quick news brought to you by MFG and Ralph and Cap. And that quick news intro was brought to you by no, this can't be right. It says the Grinch. I guess he he may have stole Christmas, but he brought you that quick news intro. That's pretty nice of him, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Just let you know right now, if I was up at the North Pole, I would make Futurama's Santa Bot 3000 look like a nice guy. There's wow. just no- <laughs> I, I, I've seen that. Up, yeah. <laughs> There's just no way any of you fools are getting out of my way. <laughs> should, why that the funniest part about that whole thing was that Zoidberg was apparently like the best person in the game. You're all the naughty. Well, except for you, Zoidberg. You, yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Here's a pogo stick. All right, that, that's one of the greatest episodes. Anyhow, all righty. With Wonder Woman 3 effectively canceled, superhero movie nerds are casting withering eyes at DC Studios co-heads James Gunn and Peter Safran. Gunn recently reported that Superman is currently prioritized in whatever direction the studio's next universe takes. The catch is that they did not indicate Henry Cavill will be that Superman, even after his appearance in Black Adam, which, by the way, they weren't happy about that either, but we'll get to that later. Uh, Gunn also confirmed that Ryan Reynolds was never going to return as Green Lantern for Zack Snyder or anyone else. Hmm. You mean as the DC dysfunction turns? (laughs) <laughs> it just feels like you're giving me this news and and i was pretty shocked by wonder woman um being canceled right but just, the more you tell me about the miscommunication and all this other I, stuff, I'm like nobody knows what's going on evidently even um like advertisers and people that are you know involved in that side of the business they're getting frustrated because they're, they're not getting any kind of blueprint at all of what the hell's going on over there you know um yeah it's just it's they just stopped. They just need to stop and take like a few years off because going forward and still not doing things for years is not helping them. I, I think it's a mistake. I'm not saying that there shouldn't be a Superman movie, but the fact that they're like, it's prioritized. Why? You've made a zillion different Superman movies. Just pick someone else. And other <laughs> iterations know? too. You've done yeah. so many other Superman yeah. things. Just, I think just, we have enough to kind of... Yeah. Pick someone else. Pick a hero that you wouldn't expect build around that superman's involved with almost everyone in dc so it doesn't matter but i, yeah, I don't know there's Wait, what, that. What, what, i would, what I would that even cough? take that <laughs> what was that cough there ralphie boy <laughs> plastic man 
<laughs> that's dip. That's digging deep, dude. Sounds that's like you that's... Got some digby digby in your throat. <laughs> uh, listen, I have at least twenty, you know, possible plastic men scripts that they could use. All oh, fire. Yeah. Yeah. I and heard that fire. they set and I heard they set twenty of them on fire. Yes, yes. <laughs> they, they keep you quite warm. <laughs> but, you, but you know though, like, again, according to more news and stuff like that, it wasn't so much that Gunn and Saffron were like, we're canceling Wonder Woman 3, supposedly. And doesn't really surprise me that much. Supposedly they say that Patty Jenkins, because you know, she was coming back for the third time, that they were like, Hey, your script's okay. But here's some rewrites. And they sent like three different things. And she was like, I don't get rewritten. And then she left. <laughs> I'm like, um, is that how you work? <laughs> now, love Patty Jenkins, especially for, you know, her first one. The second one was, was questionable. Did she write the we, second we, one? Yeah, I think she, or she was involved. I'm like, we saw the second one. I guarantee you there need to be notes for the third one. <laughs> just There just <laughs> had to be notes for the third one after that second one. So. Apparently, they said that you never answered their calls, Mike. For what? They they said they left you a whole bunch of messages. And they're like, Mike, we need you to read the script. Give us some notes. But apparently, you never called them back. Yeah, I sent them a pile of ash in the mail. Didn't they get their notes? And for all meanwhile, 22 listeners, we're going to be doing a special Christmas Day um, edition of watching Wonder Woman 84 with commentary by Mike Ralph and the Cap. <laughs> it would be beeped out. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. You're saying my name multiple times? That was going on? What are you, Aaron? <laughs> all righty. Next. Next. Speaking a little bit of Black Adam in there, despite Dwayne Johnson's infectious enthusiasm for the character, the underperforming film might not see a sequel. Having grossed only $385 million worldwide on a budget at nearly $230 million before marketing, the movie would have needed to have earned $700 million to barely break even. Wow. So there's, there's not a definite that there is a sequel coming. And also, like I said, um, during the same spe- uh, thing where uh, Gunn was talking about different things, Evidently, they weren't happy that they, like that Cavill was like kind of wedged in there by shoehorned uh, in there. You can yeah, say it, yeah, by uh, by Johnson. So I'm like, ooh, petty. Wow. <laughs> wait, wait. So Dwayne Johnson was responsible for getting Henry Henry Cavill in there. I didn't know that. That's what I mean. That's what you kept hearing. I'm not saying that it was just like solely his idea, but I think he pressed. Um, I think probably even Cavill. I think he kind of pressed that to kind of happen. On both sides, and it's like, yeah, yeah, maybe you should just act in the movies. Wow, <laughs> and leave the world to them, you know. So the the, the rock is not the rock's first box office failure, but its first major box yeah. office failure, which, which which somehow doesn't seem feel like it should be a failure. Three hundred eighty five, but maybe if they just spent less money <laughs> <laughs> and hire somebody to write a really good script and not have Cyclone in it. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I, they really should have had Kevin Hart as Cyclone. I, <laughs> it wouldn't have made the movie better, but I would have cracked up just the, without him saying a word. I just would have cracked up knowing he was there in that outfit. I had think to be the wrote, same outfit. <laughs> you wrote that in the chat with some of our favorite yeah. um, guys like um, Hipster Tom and, and, and Mr. Koopa and right. Joe the Intern. Shout out to all of them. Um, you wrote that and I was like, Mike's freaking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. And last but not least, Get on your marks, get set, and race to the finale. 
For all those still following CW's Flash, whether out of love or morbid curiosity, the ninth and final season will premiere on February 8th of 2023. Season nine will air for 13 episodes with rumors of, quote, a deadly group of rogues and a deadly new adversary who rises to challenge Barry Allen's heroic legacy, end quote. With the conclusion of season nine, The Flash will be the longest running series of the Arrowverse with Arrow, a close second, having eight seasons. Um, I didn't even finish season eight. Ralph, how about you? Did I finish season eight? I, I honestly, I'm having some sort of like senior moment where I can't remember if I did finish season eight, but I can tell you how season nine is going to go, right? Um, happy start, uh, middle sad. In the end, they win with love. Love and understanding. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. So it's funny because we still we still haven't talked about season eight on the show, and I think that's been purpose. That we did that on purpose. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I'll never say. <laughs> Look at Mike being non-committal with his answer. <laughs> He's like, maybe. Mike, maybe. Non-committal? Never. Never. <laughs> so what else you got there, Mike? That is all the quick news I have. Well, first off, I'm glad there's no death. Or at least this time okay. around. Yeah, yeah, I just didn't want There's to get into deaths. it. There's been deaths. I just didn't want to get into it oh, this time around. Man. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I won't ask you to elaborate. We'll we'll keep it light, light and fluffy. Um, right. so could you please repeat that horribly described movie so I can like fall in a blaze of glory and just burn out? Not a Honestly, problem. It's, it's so easy. Uh, he always says that and then never says. But here we go. Bullied kid with birth defect proves people are only nice to you when they need something. Wow. I am, it's funny because it's on the tip of my tongue because the premise sounds something familiar. I'm drawing a blank. Ralphie, what you got? <coughs> Rudolph the red nosed reindeer oh, had a no. very shiny nose. Oh. And if Mike, you ever you. saw him. <laughs> Uh, and yes, it is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Who I can't else? believe it. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, he, he literally put it on a plate, cooked it up real nice, served it to you on a spoon, and put it in your mouth. Literally. <laughs> I don't know. I've had, I've had dates like that, too. but uh... <laughs> <laughs> With the same conversation? I made it for you. I put it in your mouth, and, you know... <laughs> But yes, wow. that Ralph the Tech once again pulling in with the right answer. Yeah, yeah. pulling up clutch. Now watch either Emma's from Marvel or, or, or Lady J get it. Shout out to both of them who got your last couple of ones. So we'll see. But yeah, let's just I see. failed miserably on this one. <laughs> now speaking of cooking up, Ralph, do you have any quick news that you are cooking up for us? I did like three weeks ago, but then I forgot. <laughs> so there's no longer quick news it'll be stale news right yeah, I mean it's moldy news by now yeah nice <laughs> it's crouton news <laughs> alright well gonna... let's stop talking about salad let's go to the main course let's talk about um the well, like I said in, in the intro the last Marvel movie for 2022 Wakanda Forever and with a synopsis is a man that I'm very interested in what he think, what he thought about it especially after we saw the first one together. Mike, also known as MFG. Take it away. Woo! Yeah, that guy! Woo! He owes me money! Anyhow, <laughs> uh, alrighty. 
Black Panther, Wakanda Forever is the sequel to 2018's Black Panther. And the, what number? Oh, the, man. Come on. I ask you every time. Just, I got just the, add I one got, number I got, to the last time. <laughs> I got my episode to this show wrong. You think I'm going to get that right? Go ahead. All right. It's the 30th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Wakanda Forever was directed by Ryan Coogler from a screenplay by Coogler uh, and Joe Robert Cole. The movie continues after the unexpected death of its lead actor, Chadwick Boseman, who died from colon cancer on August 28th in 2020. The feature film has a, uh, had a budget of $250 million and has a domestic box office of $410 million for a worldwide total of $769 million and counting. That's how you do it, Black Adam. I was just going to say that. <laughs> uh, Wakanda Forever has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 84% with an audience at 94%. And an IMDb weighted average of 72 out of 100. Wow. All right. Little synopsis. In a classic tale of Cat Chow versus Ceviche, the warriors of Wakanda face off against the troops of Tolokan. A year after the death of T'Challa, Wakanda faces threats from countries seeking to create weapons from the only known deposit of vibranium. But when a vein of the precious metal is found in the Atlantic Ocean, Namor and his people murder U.S. forces seeking the rare substance. It's a three's company of misunderstanding as Wakanda is blamed for the attack, but unable to reveal the truth of the water-breathing uh, troublemakers for fear of a war, a war with the blue-skinned superhumans. Now you throw in a street, mark, uh, street smart genius for no good reason, a ton of dead bodies, my God, and more funerals than you'd expect from a Marvel movie, and you have a sequel that doesn't add much to the current MCU phase. All right, it's starring Letitia Wright as Shuri, Angela Bassett as Ramonda, Tanakh Huerta, uh, sorry, Tanakh Huerta as Namor and Kukulkan, uh, Danae uh, Guerrero as Okoye, Lupita Nyong'o as uh, Nakia, Winston Duke as Mbaku, Dominique Thorne as Riri Williams, Florence Katsumba as Ayo, Michaela uh, Cole as Aneka, Martin Freeman as Everett K. Ross, and Julia Louise Dreyfus as Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. All right, let's Countess. get it. Let's get yeah, right. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't let you say the full name. Let's get into this. Wakanda forever. But before we even say one word, let's press that spoiler button that we've paid so much money for and we're still paying. Warning, the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, Piss off, you wanker. Yeah, and that spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stitch Productions. Now, you see here, with this machine, we can find all the stush that we need. Oh. Stush forever! <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's talk about it, gentlemen. Okay, um, Wakanda forever. Um, one of the things how the movie opened is... I was wondering off the bat how they were going to address um, T'Challa's um, passing. Mm -hmm. You know, we already knew that they weren't going to recast it and they were going to kill him off in the movie, um, you know, as he did, as he unfortunately died in real life. Um, and it opens the first, what, before you even get to the Marvel logo, it's like a, what, a good 10 minutes? Of, no, it's not that long, is it? It's yeah. like five, 10 minutes. Yeah, I guess five, you know, yeah. I'll break even, say seven. Okay. <laughs> But you know, it's a good it's a good while from before from the intro all the way till you get to the Marvel logo with Shuri trying to find the cure. They don't they say that the the disease the Chala has was they couldn't figure out what it was. 
they, you know, he passes away and they do the funeral. How did you guys like this? I don't want to say, I guess it's a cold opening because there wasn't no credits when the movie began. It's just boom, right into it. How did you guys feel about that way of entering this movie? Well, I've said it before. I was totally against them writing the character off. Like I would have been perfectly fine with them recasting the role. Yep. It, it, it was a nice tribute to Chadwick. I'll say that, but honestly, you could have, you know, done something else to, to, as a tribute to him and, and still kept the, the character alive, but it was, it was beautiful to see anyways. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, I mean, they handled it uh, quick, fast and in a hurry, which I liked. They didn't drag out like, well, you know what happened to your brother and like, we'll right. never know what happened to your brother. Like, you know, like, no, just real fast. Um, it's nice that they, they use facts into fantasy, meaning that he did die from an illness. You know, they didn't, they didn't. I, I I was impressed and and I liked the fact that they didn't have it like well you know he was saving the world at the time and like no it's just they didn't get no. too creative like, with right. it they're like an illness took him um, and we just could not solve it um, that part was fine and you know I, I thought though uh, replacing his face with all the normal things that we would see for the Marvel logo was a bit much I, again I mean I, no problem with him and I I, I love this character and stuff like that right. but. You know, if you add up all his screen time besides his own movie, he's not that he wasn't there that much. So it was just one of these things. It's like you're trying to force me to feel something that let's just move move along with the movie. You know, for me, um, it wasn't like like for instance, it'd be different if it was like um, Morgan Freeman passed away and he had been part of that movie for a while. I mean, he's this actor that's just somebody for decades of our lives and da 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 da. So I would have much more of an attachment, but. I mean, I'm sure I've seen him in something else, but I, I couldn't think of it. But at Chadwick Boseman, I only really know him from the Marvel movies, and it hasn't been that much. So it was it was a forced feeling. Well, I didn't even get the feeling, but they were trying to force it out of me, and I just didn't appreciate that. I, I can see what, I can see what you're saying about that. Now, however, I'll say that um, even though he hasn't been a lot of things, not only in Marvel but in you know the industry itself, the one thing I'll say is to see somebody so young, you know, and start really like picking up steam, and not only picking up steam as an actor but making Black Panthers a, a character that people are interested in mm -hmm. and enjoy and to have his life cut short, that yeah. was sad within itself. Oh, no, so to that watch is. that logo was just like, I remember sitting there in the movie theater, me and Lady J went, and I'm not sure, I think I told you guys the story off podcast. Um, we're sitting there in the movie theater and it's quiet throughout the first 10 minutes or the seven minutes or the, right before the Marvel logo comes up and the logo comes up and you know they're all flickering you know, images of him. And a woman says really loud, but like emotional. We love you, Chadwick. I thought that was very like touching. And everybody was like, ah. Oh. But I do understand what you mean about it felt forced for them to put all that in the logo. I thought it was cool, but I can see what you mean by being forced. Yeah. It didn't feel yeah. like a very genuine kind of, or like within the thread of the film. Yeah. But like I said, I mean, but it was all, like I said, it was all nice. You know, the funeral and how they handled that, you know was really nice. They didn't drag, it didn't drag too long. So I was very happy about that. Yeah, it definitely was quick or, or quick enough where it could mm -hmm. have been 30 minutes. Right. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we get, um, you know, once we get past the Marvel logo, we, we get into the business at hand, which, you know, they're dealing with the passing of the King and now Queen Ramonda is in charge and she, she addresses the UN. <laughs> How did you guys feel about that? Oscar worthy? Or chewing up scenery, or both. 
Oh, I mean, it's Angela Bassett, so she always does both, um, and she's good at it. Uh, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I like. I mean, her speech was fantastic. It's it's one of these things of obviously you're not expecting the same reasons, but like I never understand in politics in general. They'll talk about things in vague terms and blah 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 blah. It's like drag the drag the perpetrator into the room, you know. Or, or if you're telling me that the, the your uh, opponent is lying. Look it up on the on the screen above your head. Show me the lies. You know, stop talking in these vague points. So I liked when they they dragged in the people that had attacked one of the uh, Wakanda outstations for for you know trying to get to the um, vibranium. Uh, but I thought it was an odd choice that they picked France. I'm like, what did the <laughs> French do to piss somebody <laughs> off? Like, like they didn't even go down the normal. I mean, maybe it's because of where the world is right now. They didn't want to specifically pick on the Russians uh, or China. Well, they can't pick on China. Oh, of course because not. That's of a course huge, not. huge movie market. So that's just yeah. off limits, <laughs> flat out. Yeah. You know? um, so it was just really weird that it was like, France? Why don't you just pick on Ireland if that was the case? Like, like just for no good reason. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I could just see somebody in France just watching the movie like, bleu. Ralphie, what did you think? I think the French would probably take it as a compliment that they think that uh, they're capable or something like that. <laughs> that. That they have enough of a uh, of a of a cojones to go and actually do something. I was just about to say the French are usually, <laughs> the French are usually portrayed as punks. Right. So for, for them to be like, yeah, we're asking about the vibranium. Oh, we had spies come in and, and try to invade too. Oh, yeah. our asses did get kicked in three seconds though. But <laughs> <laughs> the uh, so I I thought that whole scene. Um, while I was watching it, do you remember the Keen Peel sketch where he plays um, President Obama's mm-hmm. anger translator? Yes. Yeah. Like, ha- in my mind, I saw something like that there going like, oh, you mother suckers, dot. you could have <laughs> attacked us. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. But I did like but, the fact that she kept looking at the US the whole time. She was just like, you know, unsavory people would want this as a weapon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And we oh, try man. to protect you from that shit. But it it I thought Angela Bassett did a, a great fucking job. She's just you great. Know, She's just that. so great. And she's just so wonderful. I'm just such a beautiful woman. Such a great oh, actress. She's so powerful, you know. But still nothing uh, not I mean it's not really skipping that far. It's not that important. But I, uh her speech there was great, but her speech when she was uh speaking to her own people after her daughter was kidnapped was far more impressive. You know, when she was just like, I have given everything. You know, you know, I mean, that that was just an impressive speech right there. But that's just look at Mike ready to go word for word with that right now. Nah, <laughs> no, I couldn't. I didn't hear a lot of the words. <laughs> um, now it's interesting. Like you know, they, they they talk about you know the invasion and and how um you know they they try to you know like take take this vibranium from. Wakanda and then we kind of get introduced to Shuri and where she's at and this was kind of her tone for the entire movie from the minute it's post funeral all the way through you're saying she cavilled it mm-hmm. yes wow no I don't think she cavilled it it was just the head <laughs> no out. she actually had an emotional range it was just wow. the same one <laughs> Dear well, you, I'll Mike. say this before Ralph um hits you with his with his Henry Cavill doll <laughs> um, it's an action figure Oh, wow. It's actually life size too. Wow! <laughs> and just as stiff. Um, <laughs> What's it called? Oh. The a plank. 
<laughs> wow, he gets the first one. Um, I'll say this. Do, um, do you think that because uh, now we understand that when we when we see um Shuri, she's obviously gr- you know grieving you know her brother's death, and obviously it's hung over her for a while. Where other where Ramonda has let go to a degree, and Akoya's learned to kind of move on, but she's still hurting. There's this heaviness in in Shuri that lasts throughout the whole movie. Where in the first one she was happy-go-lucky, she was you know like she was a different person. Does it change the 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 vibe of the film, and does it work for her character? Because some people can be glum, and some people you know it just doesn't fit them. Did it fit for Shuri's character? I think her portrayal of it was fine. At when it was a when it felt appropriate it didn't fit her character but i ended up not liking her as a character by the end of the wow. film I, I mean i'm not saying i hated her i just i just didn't I'm like just saying, her. i'm just saying wow <laughs> yeah no, I, I just didn't like her um as a character because of the fact it's like it's kind of what you just said when you started it's just that emotional range lasted the entire movie until literally the very end so it was just getting old it's like there was and again, we're not talking about how in real life we know that this can happen. Lots of things can happen and be this way in real life, whatever. That's not the point. This is a movie. This is not real life, you know. Um, in order for me to get behind you, I need to see, I mean, especially this is a Marvel movie. This is a movie, that, you know, Marvel movies are all about hope and and hoping your heroes and whatnot and stuff like that. So watching her not change until literally the very end of this movie, it just made me not like her because it's just like, well, you're you're just holding on to misery and like for for heroes for marvel heroes that's just not how it should work it's not how it works for that we're supposed to be showing how you can move through your grief and she didn't she moved through her grief immediately in one in, in one scene you're like oh that that was fast <laughs> you know um and that and so that's why i didn't like her throughout the movie but did she i think she portrayed it well i just didn't like the fact that they kept her in that same area throughout the movie okay ralphie what'd you think What was the question? What? Jesus, were you pregnant? He he. Not only did he pregnant pause me, but then he asked me what the question was. I said, "Do you feel like Shuri's um, melancholy and rage-filled portrayal was it? You know, did it work for her character? Because it, she pretty much held on to this kind of mode throughout the entire movie, rightfully so, because she's upset about her brother's death and how it ties in and everything. But do you feel like it worked for her character?" I felt that they were trying a little bit too hard with having her be that way. Yeah. Like, granted, sure, you you lost your brother, you really care for and you you sort of blame yourself for not being able to find the cure. You're going to have some emotional baggage from that. I get that. But she's been, uh, it's been stated that she's like one of, if not the smartest person in Wakanda, right? Like she should have been able to move on from this in a healthy manner and and not like push people away in the way they they. they I, it was very reminiscent of Tony Stark in a way, you know, okay. like the slight arrogance and, and cockiness that he had as well. Mm-hmm. Um, though the the actress did a great job of of doing what I guess she was told to do, right. but. For the character, I, I I didn't feel that it worked well. Yeah. And then I I agree with Mike too. Like the the end, 
was such a quick switch between, you know, wanting vengeance and revenge to then now, you know what? I just saw the image of my dead mom. So I'm I'm going to be good now and I'm not going to kill you and I'm going to want peace. So it was, yeah. it, was a, it was a weird, just random shift. It was like the Martha incident. Yeah. And also name- one thing, I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry. I also wanted well, to point that out real fast that it also, and again, we're not saying you can't have grief. The mother has grief and stuff like that. I mean, you know, but they're a, I guess it's not the right, it's not totally the right word. They're a, uh, a warrior and they're a warrior-like culture. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I won't say they're a warrior culture, like that would be much more the Amazons, but they're very warrior-like as a culture. I mean, they're the whole, I mean, how they choose the king is still by battle. Da, 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 da. So for her to have this inability for so long to get over this, again, I understand it's family, but like that should almost be a little bit more of like, well, we we know to accept this. Obviously, we're going to grieve, but I, we should know to accept that because this is kind of how our culture is. You know, that was another thing that kind of kind of got me with that. Yeah. It took me a while to get used to her being this way, but it just, I thought at some point, I thought she would snap out of it because then that wouldn't be realistic either. You know, it's a process, but it, it just felt like her being heavy because she was kind of the comedic, you know, um, mm-hmm. comic oh, relief. She wasn't like a clown or anything, but you know, she was yeah. the, the lighter character right. and to watch her be glum was, you know, was kind of like, okay, well, where's this, where's any of this humor, or any of this yeah. lightheartedness going to come from? And there wasn't a lot. I mean, there, I mean, let's put it this way. Anytime we were in Wakanda, and especially around her, there wasn't any. And that also yeah. kind of made the film a little dour and unnecessarily so because it's like, you know, again, as, as a viewer, I should not be thinking of the death of Chadwick Boseman through an entire film. Like, you know what I mean? I shouldn't, the film should not be making me think about this. It's not a documentary of his life, you know? Um, and where they tried to get comic relief was very failed um, in Riri, in Riri Williams. That just was not working. Um, mm-hmm. And so therefore, like I said, so every scene that involved that part of the story was, it was just heavy. And the story that involved uh, the Contessa and, and Ross was unnecessary and uninteresting. <laughs> you know, mm. but, that, but that was played lighter. Right. But it was also um, very little of that, you know. And I'll get and I'll get back to um to Riri in a second. Um I want to stay with um with Shuri and Ramanda because that's where we first meet. Mm-hmm. We meet um um Namor, Namor. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> well it's we, I'm sorry, all these years I've known him as Namor. Don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking it, but it's just one of the things I'm so used to being saying Namor. Well, and that is his name. I mean Namor, and I'm like. Okay, I guess you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that was, well, it is Namor. I mean, he was never of any Mayan culture uh, background. You know, his well, name. In fact, do you know how he has how he got his name? This is the truth of how how Namor got his name. It you wasn't know? because he, he didn't have no more love. No, no. Bill Everett, when he created Namor back in 1939, was trying to come up with um, noble sounding names. And he took like a lot of noble names or, or areas where names are very noble. We started writing them backwards. What is name or backwards? It's Roman. Oh, wow. Okay. And that's, and that's literally where I came from. He thought that that looked and sounded the best. All right. So now let's go into it. How did you guys feel about um, the portrayal of Namor, how he looked, how he sounded, his, um, you know, 
why he was in the film and his motivations. Let's go for it. I will say just to quickly just head off and I'll let Ralph go from there that I thought Namor was one of the best villains that they've had on screen in quite wow. some time. Quite some time. Wow. But Ralph, you go. No, I I agree 1000% with that statement. I also um, kind of liked the way that they changed the history of it. Like in, instead of it being um, Atlantis? Atlanteans that are like just uh, European based guess, and yeah, like a different subset of, of human beings that way, mm-hmm. but to actually take a, a, an existing culture and then sort of like show that it's it, it's not actually dead they're they're just hidden away right um it was actually really cool like i was i heard some stories that um the language that they were speaking is the actual mayan language yeah he had the the, the actor had to learn a mayan language in order to to do the role yeah yeah, yeah. and that people still speak that language today but it's a very small group of people that speak it but that that I just thought was fucking genius and beautiful, and it and it actually made me like realize when you think about like, um, because for a long time comic book writers were uh, white men who didn't really know about other cultures, they couldn't really create stuff like this that we have now. So like seeing mm-hmm. this was was really cool. Yeah. And then, um, Namor's motivation though was like a bit like too like like I, I don't know how to like it was too like I don't know if it was like one line or like um like hard hard line nah no I don't know how to describe it like he's too too rigid too oh, rigid in, okay. in in his like decision making like there's no there's no and or if it's it's what I say goes I'm there's no room for negotiation and if you don't like it I'm gonna kill you. That, right. that that just seemed like way too rigid of a of a viewpoint to have, especially in in those kind of times. Like he's he comes from a warlike culture in in this version too, but like he should still know how to be a little bit more flexible, you know, and not right. just like but, demand shit. Like he should right. he knows he rules his people, but he doesn't rule the whole world. So you can't just come up out of nowhere and be like. You well, gotta do what I say. Well, you, well, you, you know you, who I am. You can when you've been ruling all that time, I guess. <laughs> I was gonna say, that, but isn't that consistent with the Submariner in the comics? Yes, I mean, in regards to, yeah. to the way he thinks. No, and the, the way, way he, he thinks, about... he, he is always very much like this is the way it is because I just said it that. <laughs> That's why it's this way. <laughs> um, that part was true. I mean, I, I agree with Ralph. I, I do think I find it odd that he was that inflexible, especially for some for for a race that no one has ever seen except for like. You know, one person's like, I was a little girl and I saw someone down by the lake, you know. Mm-hmm. But like the rest of the world doesn't know of him. So it, you would just think that kind of like the Amazons where like you've observed history probably, but, you know, and therefore you've learned something of it. You know, you've kind of seen the dictators come and go. And again, you could still be like my way or the highway, but you still would also have a little bit more, a little bit more understanding at least try and like let me at least try and put myself in your place kind of a feel which he didn't seem to have um but it didn't bother me that much i uh i i didn't like though the fact of how we're shown that this is where he came from it was just like you know he was happily underwater his mom dies and requests that like you know hey you know bury me on land 
And the moment he sees these people, now grant, yes, they're being whipped and da-da-da-da, but like, it's not like, you don't even see him. And this is the kind of problem I have with the film in general. There was no, oh, let me try and stop you from whipping this person. Now maybe he gets shot with a musket or, you know, or, or shot at or whatever, or maybe one of his people gets shot and then things escalate. It just went from him seeing these people getting whipped, they're all dead. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. so there was no negotiation. I mean, I I understand that you look like a kid, but you're actually probably like, like she aged normally. So he's probably like 40, you know, but still it was just like, you, you kind of one noted him in that case. Like you, you've given me nothing else. You, you didn't show me that he learned to be angry. You just showed me that he probably always was angry, but, but you didn't so show me Hulk? that either. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, but I also wasn't a fan that they made him so old. Like in the comics, Namor is older yeah. than every, I mean, he's older than most. He's like, a, he's over a hundred years old in the comics. Right. But here he's like 483 and that's, that's a, or yeah, 483, yeah. assuming it's in 2024, but it could, you know, Marvel's time is so off, it could be way past that. Right. So he's, you know, he's pushing 500 years old. And I thought that's an odd, like, like, like they had to go out of their way and come up with this. And I'm like, well, why did you pick such a long time ago? Because they don't use that. I mean, they, they use it just to explain like why his art and stuff like that seems to be in a certain time period. Right. But it's not like him being from that time. Like he doesn't ever reference it. He's not like, you know, because again, he, he can't reference what it was like on land because he's yeah. in the water. So it was like, well, why did you make him so old? Because you're not using it for anything. That was my well, I'm, I'm just still reeling over the fact that you said that, that you think he's one of the best um, Marvel yes. MCU villains today. Yes. Because I'm sitting there watching the movie, and it's weird when you have your boys on your mind when you're when you're sitting there watching the movie with your girl. That sounds horrible. But you know, I'm sitting there, I'm like, I know Ralph's gonna like it. And I, and all I think about is, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Let me give context for those who don't know. Mike, as long as I've known him, has this great statue of Namor, um, in his living room for 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 years. He put it away now, but you know. Um, he had it up, and all I think when I used to go into Mike's apartment, that statue was there. Yeah. So when I'm looking at Namor, I'm like, I'm wondering how he's gonna take this. I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed him the portrayal. I enjoyed yeah. a lot of what he brought to it, and like Murph said, I enjoyed the actual. You know, the, even though they changed it, they made it you know make sense in regards to tying it into a culture that already used you know some of these things and the water, the sea serpent monster, and all that stuff. But I was very concerned. I was like, I wonder what Mike's going to think about this. I, I mean, I did it. like, I mean, I liked the name or otherwise. I mean, you know, I, I liked his portrayal. I liked that they didn't make him like just, you know, Olympic level muscle bound swimmer. You know, I mean, I, I like he looked really normal. I It took me only one second, but I was like, those flapping ankles are getting on my nerves of that. Because it was like, ah. flutter, 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 flutter. Like, like anytime you see Namor, it's just like, he just flies. It's, it, the thing is in the, in the, in comics, Every now and then you might see one that shows that the wings had motion, but for the most part, they always said, in fact, they always stated the wings on his ankles, because Namorita also has them, that the right. wings on it are, it's, it's a sign from their birth that shows that they can fly or somehow it helps them fly, but it's not, because I mean, if you really think about it, unless those wings would be 40, 50, 100 times literally the size they were, they're not going to lift him up. And they're certainly not going to support him in the way he'd have to be supported to fly. So they they literally can't be actually flapping and making him fly. 
Things can't be. Unless <laughs> you know? they do the whole Warren Worthington thing saying his bones are hollow. So but he's not because he wouldn't be able to withstand the pressures of the ocean. So right. You, right. So, you know, that's what I was going to lead to. So, you know, he's also really dense. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> he's got to be. So those wings would have to be so freaking huge to fly him around and then fly him at those speeds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that I mean, you know, it's like, I mean, it's again, it's a little thing. I got over it really fast because I just really still like seeing the wings. But I was just like, that's never going to work. <laughs> that's right up there with like Wiley Coyote having like jet propelled rollerblades, but then still trying to roller blade. I'm like, well, the moment your foot tilts up and the blade and the and the jet propulsion is now pointing downward, you're going to fall. <laughs> you know. Um, what <laughs> what's funny you talk about about that? He said, you know, it's, it's like Wiley Coyote, and I was gonna say, or like um Chris Hemsworth's eyebrows in the first door. Can't explain it. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> blonde sure, eyebrows? Sure. That blonde? Hey, oh. you know, he was out in the sun. <laughs> um but yeah, so because after you know, once um once um Namor explains what he's there for and what he's trying to do and you know why he's there, they bring up the fact that Riri is oh excuse me. They bring up the fact that Riri Williams is is a target of interest. Is it me or was Riri shoehorned in? Oh my god, there was a whole shoe tree, a shoe store. It was like going to DSW. Like, wow. you know, like, <laughs> no, there was literally a copter there making it <laughs> yeah while, yeah while you were watching it, it felt it felt like they were writing her part as she was on the screen like yeah there was <laughs> absolutely no purpose and also what made me mad about that too was i'm like oh so it's another black hero and she had to know the other black heroes like <laughs> so it's a segregation of black heroes at this point uh, no it was she was she was pointless her the use of her was pointless too because it's also, and also the fact that they wanted her. Okay, let's just look at this in the real world. I and mean, this is nothing that's so like, oh, but you have to remember this is a movie, you know, disbelief. No, she invented this machine that can detect by, um, vibranium no matter where. Okay, fine. She did it as a project for her class. Evidently her teacher or somebody must have given it on to somebody else to build, correct? Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, and now let's go back to the sentence I just said. It was given to someone to build. That means there's schematics. It's not in her head. No, She's no, not no. the only person that knows how to create this machine that will detect no. vibranium at this point. You're, you're, no, no. So, the machine that they used was the one that she built. She didn't, she didn't give schematics or anything like that. Wait, wait. That's how just... could she have built a machine of that worth? That thing was huge. Yeah, but if you remember when, um, when it was taken to Wakanda, and then Shiri is taking it apart. She's like, it's literally built with junk. No, I remember her saying that, but like, I mean, like that, then that makes this even more unbelievable that yes. she built this machine, this evidently, they don't say where she's from, but she seems very inner city, not wealthy, <laughs> you know, that she built this thing that was built with junk. Okay, now let's take that down there. Built with junk, but yet was usable by the, the, the U.S., Mm -hmm. to do its job i'm like no it, it it if you say it's built with junk meaning because i took it for her meaning that it was built with like not the best technology and obviously i know it's not like junk as in banana peels but right I mean, it banana has to peels. be sturdy in order to do what it was doing and how you built that whole huge machine and took it to class 
and then had it disappear from the school because she had no, I remember she was, she was shocked that they had this machine. Where mm -hmm. did she think it went? When did you not go and go, where is my project that weighs tons that just vanished from campus, you know? That's why I assumed she made a prototype or at least came to schematics and it was built because it makes no sense that she built that thing, <laughs> you know? I, you know, it's funny. I wasn't even thinking about that because all I kept thinking about, and maybe this is why the first time I watched it, um, it took me a while to really like it. I kept thinking like that part and I was like, maybe that's a tie in to, to Dr. Doom. You know, she kept talking about this this doctor that, you know, like, you know, helped her build it and da 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 you know. So I was like... It wouldn't maybe, shock me. <laughs> well, they, they mentioned it now afterwards that, you know, it's possible that that was they, that something they were going to add and they pulled out because they wanted to be more about, you know, just Wakanda itself and not tie in to the rest of the MCU in that way, right. even though we wanted it to. But I didn't even think about, like, the fact of, you know, her not having the schematics and doing it on the fly and yeah, it, it made no sense because, like I said, I mean, if Ralph is correct, if they are trying to tell us that she built that machine, it's like, how did you build tons of machine and move this around, you know, kind of, and then lose it? To echo what you said, I think the whole point of uh, of of Riri was to replace Shuri as the brain, as part of the brains of you know, but also be the, I, I also the comic relief. Like but also she didn't the, feel. But also, that's too. Did you not? For, for me, did she not feel like brains? She felt like. I'm going to tell you that this girl's really smart. I'm just going to keep I'll say this. she's real. It, sure, it, it seems smart. I'll <laughs> say this. I, I am, Could I believe it? Sure, but it took a while where Shuri felt, you right. know, in the I first never one, believed felt it. like... Yeah. I still don't believe Riri Williams built anything. I mean, I'm not saying she's dumb, <laughs> but not not to this, like, like you know, basically I just built Iron Man's suit from scratch. It's like, nah, not not the actress they got. I'm sorry, she... She's not delivering that for me, you know. And do you also think maybe because they rushed it, it's just kind of like, like Possibly. once again, the, the fact that, you know, um, it could be portrayal, but it also could be the fact that they, you know, they just kind of threw it in there. Like, she, she's really smart and she did all this stuff. Go get her. Well, you know that she was only thrown in there as a way to introduce her for her show. Right. Of course, yeah. That's why. Which did yeah. not make me look forward to it. I kept thinking, I'm like, I mean, I'll watch it, but I'm like, you're not making me want to tune in for your show. And this will probably be the last time we see her before her show and i'm like so this was your one and done for me and i'm not excited i'll watch it i hope it's better but i'm not happy right now i was happy because i knew who it was i i wish that would have gotten more but i just really felt like anytime that she not anytime she spoke but a lot of times like i just felt like well you know they you could have skipped the whole riri williams thing and you could have made somebody else make this machine you could have done it a total different way and you didn't need her you didn't really need right. riri because she's not part of the Black Panther pantheon, pantheon you know, or, or story or anything anyway yeah. in the books. Yeah. And also, I mean, and again, we know that she can just build something, but it's also like you went through all this trouble. She actually, I mean, in the, in the movie, she's hammering away at this thing, which made no sense because their technology would have cut out all the pieces that she needed. But she decided to use a sledgehammer anyhow, which made no sense anyway. because um, she's old but, school. Yeah, I know. She's old school at the age of 19. Um, but... <laughs> but but anyway, but it's like, but after all that, shoo, help save the day. Anyhow, we're keeping your suit. Like, mm -hmm. didn't you expect them to go, like, we're keeping your suit? And she goes, I understand. And we're giving you this new improved suit. Like, like <laughs> that's what I expected. But they're like, oh, yeah, see ya. I'm like, wait, she built that suit. I mean, I understand that maybe your material, but 
she built that suit. <laughs> like, you have no right to take that suit from her, you know? So that oh was also, God. and that she was also like, okay, yeah, I thought so. <laughs> also, <laughs> and any evil genius worth his weight would know that they automatically put a just, you know, a homing like signal kind of a thing where you press a button and the suit just flies to you anyway. Yeah, so that's probably why she didn't care. She was like, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Hold on to the suit for me. Yes, yes. It'll be fine. You you guys will keep it safe. And then when she gets back to MIT, just press a button and the suit gets there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, now, there are two other characters that, you know, um, weren't shoe shoehorned in because they were there from the original uh, movie and that's Okoye and Nakia. Uh -huh. Um, which do you feel like had the most interesting arc? The head of the Dora Milaje that felt like she failed because um Shuri was was captured along with Riri, or do, or the fact that Nakia oh. who was hiding I, out after I was death. already drafting a petition to Romanda. I'm like, you better I, you you better put a coin back in the, I, <laughs> I just can't. You better put her in there. Rick. Rick, where are you? Rick, Rick, oh. get over here. Your girl, your girl Michonne's in trouble. Oh that was one hell of an overreaction. That I'm seriously, has. I'm like, I get you're mad, but calm the hell down there, like, Angela. Why, why would you blame her? She was that bad at Ike Turner. It's crazy. Like, how, why blame her for something that literally was out of her? She was trying to save her from getting yeah. captured but she got overpowered she was only one person and, and also if she just gave her a dressing down in front of everybody sure you're 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 the queen first of all and you're mad because that's your daughter you want to dress her down you were irresponsible da, 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 da. you have so much more to prove to me you know but that kind of thing sure no problem and she would have taken it you know but like to to strip her i'm like first of all she's the most capable person you have Period. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, you're just doing yourself a disservice. While there is a maniac with super strength after you and your whole uh, country, this is not the time to take your best person out. And also, I did not like this whole like Midnight Angel thing. It just did not work for her, for me, you know, because it felt like they just threw her in a suit and was like, and now we'll never see your face. Now again. you got something to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, that, that did not work for me. I would have said instead of um, I, I mean you're right they got to dress her down and and not taking stripped her I think if maybe Akoi would have stepped down that would have been a little bit on brand right you know feeling like she failed and you know maybe Ramonda could have dressed her down and then she said well you know what I messed up I gotta step down I can't do this yeah know? but also one thing that also got you was you know because you know her service and duty and stuff like that you know to Wakanda it was just kind of like. What do we normally expect? So, like, fine, you, you took away my my uh, authority. You've you've taken away my spear. I'm still gonna go find her in it. Nope. She was like, eh, I'm not working now. I was like, oh, that that was easy. <laughs> like you you gave up real fast, <laughs> you know. Oh man. Well, yeah. what about no, the I was I was mad. I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> what about Nakia? What about her 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 story arc? The fact that she was away for a while and then she kind of, you know. She served one purpose and we found that out in the mid credits. That was literally her only purpose of being there. You mean imitation storm? <laughs> wow. Why are you calling I mean, her imitation storm? Because <laughs> think about it. Who Who is the mother no, of know. his child? Wait, they have a kid in the, in the comics? Yeah. They do? Oh, they yeah. I didn't know that. I know they went out, but I didn't know they had a kid. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
but uh, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, she served no other purpose than the end. That's literally her purpose. She didn't do anything. I mean, yeah, I mean, she she went and got Shuri, but they could have sent anybody. To, like they, Akoya could have really gotten her. You know, like so she just Apparently, served one purpose. She's the um, what's this guy's name from Which Taken? Guy? From Taken, Liam Neeson. Liam, yeah. Apparently, she's the Liam Neeson of Wakanda. Yeah, she's like their only spy. I'm assuming, like they have one. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, because they, that's who they they only ever talk and they refer to her as the spy and i'm like you have one spy like that that's it the hell kind of the best i union? mean there's james bond and there's nakia <laughs> but there's no but there is a, he, he's 007 there's double o's all the way up to nine <laughs> yeah know, but like, we don't see them <laughs> oh no they all got killed <laughs> they've all been killed. he fought 006 <laughs> you know she's just the only spy we have <laughs> you well, know? So I, I guess it makes a little bit of sense. Here's here's why. All right. If uh, they're such a secluded nation where they try to close themselves off from the rest of the world, their espionage division has to be small because they don't want to really interact too much with the world. They right. So like it's, it's if you go to like their version of the CIA, it's just like a, an old hut at the outskirts of, of Wakanda where there's like one guy with a goat and he's like, all right, let's, let's see what missions we got today. It sounds like some kind of really bad African PI uh, TV series. African yeah. PI book it. Let's go. Oh, I like that. African <laughs> PI. We got it. I like that. All right. We're on it. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a script building already. There we go. <laughs> um, Lord help oh, us. All right. So, I mean, eventually, you know, we get to the point of they realize that they need some, you know, they, well, actually, we let's not forget that Namor invades Wakanda. How did you guys feel about that, that fight, fight sequence? Smack, and- smack, smack, smack. I was a little bit confused by, by those attacks because, right, so. Which attacks are we talking about? his his attack on wakanda like in the comics yes he has um hydrokinesis i or if he does it's very well he does and and like i was reading up on him and i said that one of his abilities is hydrokinesis right because he has like a a shit ton of of, of abilities almost like a swiss oh yeah oh yeah yeah he's it used to be more i'll tell you that later (laughs) yeah um so but I guess they didn't want to make it seem like he had that so that he's using all these water bombs, which I didn't really understand fully. Like the amount of water that each one possessed was like, it varied depending on the scene. Cause like sometimes it would be like a small, just like a, a small wave that would come out. But then when he attacks the, the tower, um, it was like a massive, just like a, a fucking tsunami that hit. Well, he threw a ton of them. Don't forget. Yeah. But also, do they not have like a drainage in, in that tower that the water just stayed retained inside? Like the... no, no, because that was it was built before code in the 1970s. Ah, so, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's like what happened with Texas and not insulating their pipes, huh? Yeah, yeah. What kind of had a Republican running it? Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no um, hit that, but... hit that, Ralph. There we go. Much better. No, but I mean, but also it got me. And again, I know not everything has to be explained per se, but you're like, well, let's just. If I filled up a, a, a Ziploc gallon baggie with water, 
and I threw it at somebody, yeah, I mean, sure, they're going to get a little wet, but it's not going to blow up a car. So because, because the water in an area is the same amount of water in that area. A gallon of water in a bag is a gallon of water in a bag. They somehow have highly compressed, compressed water, water, which yeah. I don't even know if that is a thing that I can put my head around properly enough <laughs> to call it that, you know. Also, was the uh, correct me, but do the Atlanteans have siren abilities? They do now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I, I mean, I thought it was cool only in the fact when it first happened, I was like, it's cool. But then I'm like, but no, because it's like, because again, since we didn't get enough of, I mean, in, in a movie that's almost three hours. I also should not be guessing what's going on with another part of the of, of the major part of the movie. So again, I don't need in-depth. I don't need you to show me 500 years of history. Just someone, even if he he's so sure, I mean, granted, you don't show your possible enemy all your defenses, but if he was just like, you know, we even have some people that like me are mutated and they have the ability to influence people with their voice or something. I mean, just something to show that not everyone can do this because evidently I'm assuming those people can do it. Because you didn't see like the other Atlanteans stop and start singing. It was only like the people in the water and then that the, the final big fight when they they threw their own bomb back at them or no, they threw a bomb at them. That just ended that whole hypnotic siren yell. So I'm yeah. assuming those are the only people that know how to do that. But I don't know because you haven't told me who they are and how they do that. You know. Um, is it something that any of them can do? That's what I'm saying. You know, right. yes, I'm saying like, or should he have said like, like me, they're mutants, but they can do this, you know? Right. Or is it a device that they're using over their mouths? Right. Now, I kind of want to fast forward a little bit and go to the fact that they finally find a way that Shuri and, and Wakanda find a way to duplicate the flower so that they can get themselves a version of a Black Panther. By the way, saw that shit coming a mile away. Oh, of God, course. The yeah. moment he's the moment they were like, we ate a plant. I'm like, well, that's convenient. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> um, once they replicated the plant and Shuri went into the astral plane, were you shocked to see Killmonger? Did you, say you like Killmonger? Did you say shocked or annoyed? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I believe this is shocked, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. But then go on, Ralph. You take it then. <laughs> well, I, I, I saw... Uh, Michael B. Jordan on the cast list, and since he wasn't anywhere else, I figured he was going to show up there. Right. Yeah. No. I. I mean, again, I. I wasn't shocked. I just was just like, uh, him. Uh, you know. I mean, but I mean, thank goodness they didn't try and make him seem all like, oh, I told you. You know. You, you know. But I. I still. I don't like him as a villain. I mean, I think he's a great actor himself, obviously. But I mean, I don't like him as the villain. I didn't like the villain. Um. So I, I was not pleased, and I don't even think that what he was there for made the movie any better like you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's i it's almost I, like they I, had to tell us her inner monologue and that kind of feels like that's what that served like it, it I, okay served. i can see what you're saying that yeah but i think it's it definitely solidified the fact that where it's like oh no she's in for revenge she's right. she's yeah. gone from mourning and being in de she's in denial she she went from depression on to anger and on to okay i'm ripping shit apart i'm not taking any prisoners now because now this is who i'm envisioning when I'm gone to the astral plane, I was when I see surprise, I was like totally surprised because he, he kept being coy with Marvel, unless it's um Tom Holland, you know, you know they're lying until the end. 
So right. even when he said it, in, when Michael B. Jordan said in interviews, I'm not in it, you know, I'm going to see how it comes out. I'm like, there's a chance. But I was very surprised that they used him on the astral plane. And I'm glad they did that as opposed to bringing him back to life. Oh, God, they brought him back to life. <laughs> Which was one of the thoughts of he was going to be the Black Panther, that he was going to be the one that, you know, that, you know, you know took on the helm. This would be a very different review. <laughs> I was I was actually hoping for Angela Bassett to be the Black Panther. I do not know why in the world you I thought you were about to say Angela Lansbury from Murder She Wrote. I don't know why I thought that was what you were about to say when you said Angela. And I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> this makes much more sense. <laughs> um, I mean, they they couldn't have done Angela. I mean, Bassett. Um, I mean, as much as you know, she's great, but that just that would have that would have removed the walls of disbelief altogether and would have been like, all right, this is not working here. <laughs> yeah. Um, how were we with our with our final battle scene where we're now you've got Wakanda fighting um um so uh Talakan, the Talakan warriors. There we go. Talakan, yeah. Yeah. Um I mean it was a great fight, I, I thought. Um, uh, you know, I mean it wasn't I think if it had been on land more, it would have been more spectacular just because you're dealing with the water. I don't think they did a lot of good water scenes per se. Okay. But I mean, I thought it was just, it was a really good attack. Um, I love Namor in most scenes that he was in, even when he kind of chewed the scenery a bit. Even his fried fish scene in the desert? Uh, that, that was good. I mean, it 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 just was so quick. I mean, the, the whole thing is though, is this kind of reminds me of, because um, I'm sure people like, you know, walk out of there like, yeah, we're going to man, you know, fuck up that Namor, fuck up those fish guys. You know, it's like, it's kind of like King Kong versus Godzilla. It's kind of like, yeah, nah, in, in a, just a one-on-one -on -one fight, he would have, him and his people would have decimated Wakanda, you know? Like, if it wasn't for the fact that they somehow, you know, were dehydrating him for a bit and weakening him, and then, but the whole fact that he was so close to the water, I'm like, missed? I don't know. Like, like he was this close to the water, and like, he was somehow getting <laughs> weaker and weaker and weaker, and I'm like, all right, that's insanely weak now that you're getting there, you know, but um, I still, I did like the fight. I mean, it was still really cool um, because again, he still was kicking her ass, you know, and he's really, he's, you're telling me he's, he's almost out of strength and he's kicking her ass. Like I said, he would have mopped the floor with that country if, if they hadn't realized about like, you know, keep him out of water. <laughs> <laughs> Ralphie, what do you think? Um, I thought it was interesting that she got stabbed through the gut and acted like it was nothing. It was nothing. She ate it. She <laughs> ate those. No, like, no. Before, before you continue, she somehow could be cured of that, but they couldn't cure Angela Bassett from a simple drowning. Yeah. I'm like, really? This is where your technology failed? Was water in the lungs? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, but a huge gaping hole in the gut? She's walking around the next day like she's not even had a cold. You know, like... What was the name of that Bruce Willis character in the M. Night Shyamalan movie? Oh, wait. Oh, oh I can't think of his I know you're talking about. I can't think of his name. Though. Unbreakable, yeah. you talk about? Unbreakable, yeah. yeah. I can't think of the <laughs> that, name of the character. That, that's how, I mean, that's how that's how he died by drowning. So, you know, that was his that's weakness. So. Right. <laughs> she, was yeah. part of that, she was part of that family. Uh, <laughs> too soon? Um, <laughs> but, so, uh, yeah, I mean, but otherwise, I really did enjoy the fight. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, and then the resolution of her, wait. I need to show him who I am. <laughs> you know. What about the resolution that, you know, after the fight and, and you know, the Wakandans and, and, and Namor's people come to like a truce, so to speak. Um, Namor gives away what his real motives are. Was it clear 
for you guys? Because, I mean, I know Namor as he's just kind of angling things so he can kind of figure out, you know, something to work in his in his favor. But well, I mean, comic book Namor would not take anybody's help, which is often his problem, you know. Um, but what do you think of it, bro? Of his plan, like uh, when he was explaining to his cousin Nemora why, because she's like, you know, because she looked, does oh. she, does she not look like she was about to gut him? Yes, 100%. and take the throne. Like, like, like that is, I was like, where's this going? <laughs> you know. But when she he explained the way, why, <laughs> but when he explained why, like, what did you think of his explanations? That's what uh, the cap is asking. I mean, it it kind of made. If if you think like in a chess mindset, it kind of makes sense, yeah. you know. Oh, like you, yeah. you force them into a corner. Eventually, they're gonna need your help. Yeah. Right? Well, and also, you, like he said, they have no other friends. They have no allies. Yeah. You know, everybody. Because the thing is, the U.S. can be friendly with them, but we just want what they got. Everybody just wants what they got. They don't have any yeah. allies at all. You know, they just have people. But but the um the uh, the Tolikans, they have the same. They don't have the same exact weapons, but they have the material. Which is what the other part of the world wants, you know. They share um, commonality, but and also like it's. I mean, not that I th- I thought he was a great villain for the for the movie anyhow, but that end really clinched it because it was just like 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 Ralph put it. He's playing chess, and that's even more because it's like, oh no, I didn't just kind of give up or I didn't exactly lose per se. I'm using these bastards now, you know, and they will help me in my fight against the service world, and that to me made him even more evil. And, I like and, you know, and I really liked it. I was like, that that's felt like, yeah. that's that why felt like Namor. Yeah. And also it just it made him one of the better villains that they've had. Like he's probably second best villain <laughs> that they've had actually, you know? Yeah. He, it felt like he was going to Wakanda. Like you, you got what I need, but you yeah, say you I'm say just, a just a friend. Yeah. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> say I'm just a friend. So yeah, now yeah. let me, so now let me ask this, um, because we have that resolution. We have M'Baku going for the throne, which I'm not sure. Are they saying that Shuri's not the queen and that no. M'Baku's going well, for remember, that? I mean, I will, the thing is, though, well, remember, like, even when, uh, what's his face? Uh, Killmonger, he fought yeah. for the throne. So they fight. That's when, which, which after the Killmonger thing, and I said this, I think, exact same thing on our review of Black Panther, after the Killmonger debacle, I think it might change that policy of if someone <laughs> beats somebody in the fight, they become the ruler of all of your resources. Did you not learn right. anything from this? <laughs> you know? I'll say this. Uh, it felt like um, they were trying to make Umbaku more like um, T'Challa right. in a way, because since T'Challa wasn't there, T'Challa was kind of the heart of of the movie because mm-hmm. he, he played the compassionate character and then in this role umbaku was a little bit more compassionate you know he, he was, was he was trying to be the voice of reason to shiri when she was out for revenge right. and i i wasn't against it i kind of like it like the the actor who who uh, plays umbaku he did a great fucking job i, mm-hmm. I loved it ooh, ooh. Uh, yeah but it and um, normally I would say like, like you should keep the character the way he was, you know, he's like the, the hard headed, more aggressive, yeah, like more, more, more war, but like, yeah, no, I, I, I saw, I saw the growth here. Cause it wasn't like too, like, um, like in your face, like right. just a switch. Well, I mean, it well, was... the thing is that you, what you realize is 
because we saw him earlier, he wasn't exactly, but he still is that like aggressive kind of guy. But that's also the nature of his tribe of people. But it's also like you said, the, the growth is sure I can flaunt and flex and da 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 da, and I get cocky when I'm at the council, but I'm not in charge. I'm not yeah. the king. I'm not the queen. But once I realize that my nation, my people are also in danger, like when Shuri's coming, like fuck everything, I want revenge, and he's like, whoa. <laughs> you know like slow your road girl like, yeah, like, like like and and of course if she was thinking logically she would have been like wait a second he's the voice of reason i'm doing something wrong <laughs> you know <Yeah. laughs> seriously that's what it's like. if he's the voice of reason you know you're you've gone too far um and it just you know it just goes to show you because he because even what he was trying to tell her he's like sure you can go for this revenge but it's not going to end with you the the whole of wakanda will either be decimated and or constantly at war over what? <laughs> you know, because right. you're mad about the death of your brother? Really? That's mm-hmm. why the children of Wakanda are going to suffer? Their children will suffer? No, that's not going to work. And that's what he was trying to tell her. And she just wouldn't hear it, you know? So I know. Like, I, I like you, it. Boomer. I, definitely <laughs> like it. I did not like also that they still referred her at the end as still the Black Panther, even though she seems very much like, eh, screw you, I'll do what I want to do. And I'm like, right. that's mm-hmm. not really the hero of your people at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know so again like so, I'm saying, i wasn't really a fan of this character that they had her uh as they had their player this time around all right now we gotta start um you know wrapping this up and right. putting a nice little bow on it but obviously we need to address the post-credit scene Woo! so you know um how do we feel about this post-credit scene the um the dun 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 he had a son if so. i had if i had a massive yawn button right now <laughs> so i i've said this once and i and i'll say it again say too it. many tri- too many tributes to chadwick like yeah. way too many tributes i, I would have been fine with the first one and that's it mm-hmm. um also i feel like this was like shoot horn in just so that they don't have to keep a female black panther yes like that that is just like if you're gonna go this whole convoluted route just fucking recast the character yeah. and that's it. Yeah, no, I uh, don't, don't do this. Give her the mantle of Black Panther, and then when the boy comes of age, he's gonna take it away. Yeah. Like don't yeah. don't do that shit. Yeah, no, I 100 percent agree with uh Ralph the Tech. And it, this was also Nakia's entire purpose was her to be like, dun dun dun, I had a son. And you're like, <laughs> you know, like I, okay, I it doesn't not that I'm saying I knew it, I, I could care less at this point. Um, and, and, and again, with Ross saying, it's like, you know, even though they didn't say, obviously, that he's going to replace her once he's of age, but that's the feeling. I, when I'm watching this, because I, I didn't, like I said, I didn't like Shuri's portrayal. Um, you know, granted, she she was in her emotional state of of, of uh, grief and stuff, but I didn't like her portrayal, so I didn't like her Black Panther. And, you know, she wasn't Black Panther that long in the movie, but I just kept saying, it, I'm like, all right, I'm not a fan of you now. I mean, you can always be rewritten differently, but just taking the movie as it is now. I'm not a fan of your Black Panther. And I'm like, look, I'm, I, you, you guys know me on this show and in real life. I'm like, I'm all for like, yes, women need to be represented. Da, da, da. But I'm like, I'm like, Marvel, you better watch it. You, you're getting very heavy handed on female heroes. And by that's not meaning that that's wrong or anything like that. It's just that as a business, which is dom- predominantly male oriented, you're going to eventually start turning off more and more guys when you start replacing everybody. We're not talking about like just a woke thing of this character used to be white, they're now black or they're Asian, whatever. It's like you start replacing all the guys with women and it's like, 
it's not going to go as well <laughs> as you think it's going to go, you know. So I'm happy to, of the feeling that she won't be the Black Panther uh, for more than one reason. You know, some of it's just for the, the demographics of it. Others is just really because I didn't like her in this film. And also, I don't like her politics in general, in real life. But that's well, well, yeah, well, yeah, well I, I hear that. I hear that because and that's, I, that's another thing also, I think, would start turning people off, too, with her retaining the title of Black Panther. Is her be problematic? Stuff, yeah, that she's been problematic and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. All right. And if you want to add before we go to um, renaming and ratings, I'm sure Ralph has something to say. No, no, I think I'm, I'm good. I got nothing. All right, all right, let's go for it. Renaming the movie, Ralph. Uh, no, you can go first. Okay, for once, I think I got a good one. Uh-oh. I'm gonna call Wakanda forever. Wakanda versus Telecon, black and blue. <laughs> a little on the nose, but I think that works. <laughs> Ralph. Uh, I don't know if this will work or not, but uh, Black Panther 2. Uh, war in... Nah, nah, I got nothing. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I, I, you know, I give you props for not having anything. Than forced than shoehorning it in like Ruby Williams. <laughs> what what you got, Mike? Uh, I would rename it Black Panther: Second Stage of Grief Forever. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Definitely. All right, let's break it down. Ratings for Wakanda Forever, Ralph. I give Wakanda Forever eight uh, sirens screeching out of ten. Ah, okay. Oh. I'm going to go half a bit better and I'm going to give Wakanda Forever eight and a half. Oh, oh, oh. Out of 10. <laughs> now, okay. this is something actually I didn't bring up because I was saving it for this, but I still want an answer to this one. I'm giving it eight and a half. Why are royal dead bodies flying around out of 10? <laughs> they, they suck them up into this ship. Where are they going? <laughs> they don't <laughs> land. They don't Go into space? I'm like, so they're just flying around Wakanda invisibly forever? <laughs> Is no, that so what it, they're doing? <laughs> you know? it, it takes the bodies up and then it puts it down into the final resting place, oh. which is <laughs> hidden away in a secret tomb location only known to those who know. Next up, secret location of the burial tomb of T'Challa. <laughs> you know? yeah. No, I'm like, no, it's just one of those things. Like when I saw it the first time, I'm like, they're going to explain that. And then, you know, hour later, there's another death. Another person gets sucked up into the ship, and I'm like, they're going to explain that. And then oh, the movie actually, actually, I'm like, oh, they're not going to explain this. <laughs> you know, Mike, Mike, what what they don't tell you is actually this is the universe in which. Uh, T'Challa was actually Star Lord, so that's why they, they took his body <laughs> up into space. And he was, as so, requested, he got a space Viking funeral. So wait, so does this mean that Romanda's going up there to be a horror? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just like, wait, but did, did you guys not have this question at all of where these bodies are going to go, or did you not think about it? <laughs> I figured they just like like they brought us to the, whatever the burial spot was. I didn't think about it too much, but I was like, in the air, hey, fuck it. <laughs> they actually fire him into the sun. 
Oh my God. He's Spock well, now. <laughs> he's Spock. Well, they, um, they said that uh, Angela Bassett wasn't happy when she found out she was being killed off. But um, Cougar was just like, well, you know, it's a Marvel movie. So, you know, you may not, you know, you, there's, there always could be a way that you could come back. And so that kind of seemed to appease her a bit. And I'm like, well, that's more frightening than, the, than anything else. Like, eh, she's just back. <laughs> Zombie Ramonda. <laughs> she's there with Jane Foster. Here's the, here's the fantastic four and their son frankly your mother's back <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it wakanda forever i will definitely say out of all the movies this year from marvel definitely check this one out but hey guys don't go anywhere rocket review is next hello this is ralph the tech bringing you another Rocket Review. This week, I'll be talking about the second season of the TV show Resident Alien on the Sci-Fi Channel. The second season of Resident Alien picks up where the first season left off and continues to explore the comedic and dramatic elements of the show. The series is set in the small town of Patience, Colorado, where an alien named Harry has taken on the identity of a local doctor. One of the strongest points of the show is the performance of Alan Tudyk as Harry. Tudyk does an excellent job of portraying the character's confusion and struggle to understand human emotions and customs, while also making him likable and relatable. The show also has a strong supporting cast, including Sarah Tomoko as Asta Twelvetrees, who acts as Harry's confidant and assistant. The show's humor is also a big draw, with plenty of witty banner and slapstick moments. However, it doesn't shy away from tackling more serious themes as well. In the second season, we see Harry dealing with the moral implications of his actions and the question of whether or not he should help humanity or let them destroy themselves. The season also brings more complex plot lines, where we see the town of Patience facing a new crisis and Harry's backstory is revealed. The show also explores the relationship between Harry and Asta and how it evolves through the season. Overall, the second season of Resident Alien is a well-rounded and enjoyable series that seamlessly blends comedy, drama, and science fiction. The show's unique premise and strong performance make it a standout among other genre shows. It's definitely worth checking out if you haven't already. I give this show five little alien eggs out of five. And now, Geeks on the Go. Geeks on the go. Now with more toys. I thought you were going to say now underwater. All right, people. No, no, we can't get under the water. <laughs> well, I, I'll wait for more from that, Ralph. You're like, we can't go under the water. I'm like, that's it? No, that's all you got, bro? We can't get there. It's, it's, it's impossible. We were specifically banned from Namor. Like he, oh, he literally said, if you enter any of my domains, I will kill you. And seeing as how this dude has wings coming out of his fucking ankles, I don't want to fuck with that guy. Because <laughs> he'll smack you with one of them. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> All right, everybody. Got wings coming out of your ankles. I don't want to see what's coming out of your butt. Wow. <laughs> I'm just going to say, all right, everybody, you know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. And we make it under a minute, depending on how long my questions are and how long their answers are. Are you ready? 
Yep. Yeah, sure. All right, cool. Ready, set, go. Who is another Marvel hero or villain that could fit easily into the next Black Panther movie? Mike. Black Doom. <laughs> I wish. Oh my gosh. Hell yeah. Ralph. Damage control. Because they're going to be there to fix Wakanda. <laughs> Talk about U.S. intervention. Um, Wonder Woman 3, as Mike mentioned, has been canceled. Give me two words. Go, Ralph. Called it. <laughs> oh, wow. Really? <laughs> Mike. Womp, womp. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. If any Spider-Man villain deserves a solo film, which one would it be? Wrong answers only, Ralph. Everybody's favorite villain, Screwball. <laughs> oh, oh God, Mike, Video Man. Oh, oh man, and we made it, and Video Man. <laughs> Could you imagine from the Spider-Man is amazing friends? Yeah. It's funny with that with that sound effect and it's video man. <laughs> <laughs> He's attacking. <laughs> in, in, um, in all seriousness, I would love to see a Craven the Hunter movie. That's oh, what yeah. Sony would that, want that, also. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that would be good. <laughs> Sony wants that also, but I don't know how how they're gonna do that. So Oh, I know. Poorly. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we already saw their idea of what the rhino would look like. Wow. <laughs> Listen, they could just call me and I will gladly play Craven the Hunter. Really? No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I would do it very well. Well, you got the hairy part right. <laughs> exactly. That's all you he, need. No, but seriously, Craven always seemed like the manly man, like hair, hairy chest, hairy arms, you know. The the haircut always like threw me off and the he once, killed, he once killed a man for suggesting he manscaped. <laughs> how dare you say that i trim my hairs see look at that sounds oh like craven already uh maybe one craven one <laughs> <Juan> craven <laughs> oh my goodness all right shout out any shout outs gentlemen i oh. would like to shout out mfg it was his birthday recently but we didn't get That's to do a show to, to say it this guy has been eternally 27 since the moment he was born and listen you don't look a day over 16. i love you brother uh thank you very much and i love your complete honesty oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely happy birthday mike we love you man it's, it's funny how two of my chosen brothers birthdays are in november so i guess i have no room for anybody else who's in november oh wait i have like three family members but that sucks to be them yes <laughs> <laughs> So Mike, thank you for thank you for still being twenty five. We appreciate you. Twenty seven. <laughs> Stop exaggerating. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Birthday boy. Any shout outs? Well, I'm going to shout out Keith. Hopefully, he's still listening in. And I'm going to shout out my wonderful niece Erin, uh, that's probably never listening in. And my other young, young, young niece and nephew uh, Jalen and Isaiah, who are too young to listen. They better not be listening. <laughs> Turn this off right now if you're listening. Uncle Mike said a curse numerous said, times. He said every curse. <laughs> <laughs> My poor and, ears. And all the usuals, because I know that Ryan's going to hit all uh, that. Cap's going to hit all the others. So I'll let you go. All right, cool. I'll, I'll go ahead and do that. Um, shout out to Tinkerbell who actually hit me up the other day and was like. 
I haven't listened recently. I have a lot to catch up on. I'm like, you're 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 unfriended. Get out of here. <laughs> don't don't, out text, don't text me that. Start listening. Right? You know, text me when you start listening. You say this time um, you all this time you could have been listening. Yeah, absolutely, right? Um, shout out, shout out to Johannes, shout out to Joe the intern, shout out to oh, Troy, no. shout out to um Mr. Cooper, um Hipster Tom, um Emmons from Marvel, South Carolina, Lady J. Everybody, thank you for still listening. Thank you for still letting me know that you they are still keeping up and that when we don't keep up on time, you're like, where's the next episode? And then I find someone else to blame. <laughs> Usually it's me, but I just blame somebody else. I'm like, it's raining outside. I, or or my, my, my cat needed to be fed or, you know, something out like that. Feeding your cat shouldn't be such a rare moment. Yeah, I'm just saying I'm picking these obscure excuses. I picked these obscure excuses to, to, to explain why we haven't put anything up. But hopefully it's just uh, listen. Next time someone asks you why isn't the latest episode up, you say, I'm sorry, Mercury's in retrograde. There you go. And that's that's it. always an answer. I like that. Right. It flies with me. I use it for everything. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> That's like every basic bitch that I know who likes um, <laughs> astrology. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. It's a retrograde. No, you just have your period, dumbass. Wow. I don't know what to tell you. Jupiter is waning. You know, like I, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. Oh, man. Well, anything else before we close out? This is extra long, but extra special episode. Ooh, it was extra special, but no. Ravi? I got nothing more to say. Except. All right. It's like, <laughs> damn it. Well, nothing, anyway, nothing more. for Mike, also known as MSG and RT Square Ralph the Tech, this is the cap saying, keep it geeky. Yeah, we're done. <laughs>